Good day film fans, welcome to Uneducated and Chill. Today, we're going to be talking with a not-so-VIP guest and about their top ten films ever made. Of course, this is their opinion once again and theirs only, but let's listen to theirs and see where we go. So, I'm Chris once again, and I did mention we have a not-so-VIP today, and here he is. Michael, say hello. Hello, how the devil are you? I'm alright, mate. Yourself? Uh, I'm all good. I'm a bit pissed off, though, that you didn't refer to me as a VIP guest. Well, Jamie is a lot more up the food chain than you. (laughs) That is horrible. That is horrible. As as everybody all knows, it's me that keeps this shit running. But he's touched me in special places. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you. And you haven't. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Well, anyway, this is uneducated and chill, not Jeremy Kyle. We won't go there. (laughs) Mm, Not yet. So... As with last week, I'm interested to see where this goes. I've only known Michael a couple of months. Uh, quite similar sort of interests, but only to a certain point. Mm. Um, I don't know Michael's top ten. I've asked not to find out his top ten until now, mm-hmm. as I want every single person to be a surprise. Uh, it's also digging up a few films I've not even thought about watching for a long time. So Hopefully, yeah. Let's, let's delve into it, Michael. Uh, should we have your first one, mate? What's number, what's number ten? Okay, well, my... First movie that I'm going to give to you is called 13 Hours, also known as the Secret Super Soldiers of Benghazi. Have you ever heard of it? Unfortunately. You have heard of it. It, Yeah, to be honest, I thought you would have done. For me, I think it's an amazing film. Why? Why? I think it's one of them, because it's... Please take my lack of enthusiasm in that why as to my thoughts on the film. <laughs> I'm guessing you, you're not a big fan of it, no? No. No, okay, okay, okay. Right, the reason for me is <clears throat> a friend recommended for me to watch it. And I like movies. Is it Harvey Price? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> fuck off, you can't. Um, and he recommended me to watch it. And um, because I like movies that... I, close to the truth and the eye-opening but I also like things where you can see how brilliant humans can be sometimes and I think you experience a lot of that in this movie so you get that obviously it's an attack in Benghazi I know surprising um, and you've got uh, from memory six five or six soldiers who basically defend themselves and innocent people against an army but it's how brutal and how their own people their own nation actually let them down um, and wouldn't come and support them when they had more than enough opportunity um, because it would have if I remember correctly it would have broken some moral grounds because they were never supposed to be there or something like I'm sorry I'm really terrible at remembering films it's just so it's it's not about your memory it's um, just to point you more in the right direction what the direction they were yeah (laughs) obviously this is a bit sort of close to my home being ex-forces and that but they were ex-forces I believe some were special forces uh, as in Navy SEALs type excuse me and um They'd obviously left. They'd, they then became what are known in the field as sort of uh, contractors, not contract killers or anything like that, but guys that had left the forces, wanted to stay in the circle of trust and got paid a ridiculous amount of money to offer protection um, for whatever yes. came from above. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, I think it was C- a CIA compound in Benghazi that were protecting. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically part of the, the reason why they're on big bucks is there is no army backing them up. If they get in the ship, they're getting in the ship Absolutely. and they've got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's one of the things that frustrates me about this film is a lot of people don't know about that. They just they do just see them as as forces, as soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't really allude to the fact that... They do say it in the film, mm-hmm. um, loosely, very sort of quickly, and they move on. And it is portrayed that they're just left behind by the government. Um but yeah I mean would this be one of them things like when you're watching the movie you never see them in uniform and stuff like they're not exactly wearing civvy clothes but you know what I mean they're just 
a normal t-shirt, yeah. camo pants and whatever, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's what you, when you see them over there, that's what you see them in, mate. Big long beards, mm. big muscles, camo pants, your tight under armour t-shirt and a bit of body armour. Sounds like me, that. Um, well, that was me in the gym. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. The... Don't know who Jim is. But... <laughs> I was going to say, I thought he was at the cafe yeah. at the gym. Um, mm. so if they were to say that it's not, it's just based on the truth, mm-hmm. loosely, mm-hmm. very, very loosely, then it, yes, it would be a good film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like a policeman watching The Bill or a nurse watching Casualty. You can just pick holes in it left, right and Chelsea. So your normal, without sounding demeaning or pompous or anything like that but your normal sort of civvy mm-hmm. I could see I could see the attraction it is a great act, it is a good action film so mm-hmm. I can't contradict myself there it is a good action film um, with a, a sad sort of story in between it in the middle of it as well mm-hmm. but yeah it's like you, you know it's just it's, it's over elaborated you think well you furnish you would you, would, you would know more about it than me uh, no, I, I don't know because mm-hmm. I wasn't there yeah. Obviously, there was only so many people there. So many people lived to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether they decided to go gung-ho and just say, yeah, there were 7,000 people or 7 million people, mm-hmm. you've only got their names to go off. There was no drones, no um, no forces in the area with intelligence. But well, that, I think we're going yeah. a bit too far away from the film, and I'm trying to analyse it a bit too no, much because no, it, just, no, it got fine. to me. That's fine. I mean, but, um, <clears throat> I mean, for me, it was just it was just the spectacle of that night because um, obviously the the attack happened on September 11th, I believe, 2000. Yeah, on the ambassador's 10, compound, 2012 or something. Yeah, on on the mm. compound. But it was just how, if I remember correctly, there's a lot of frustrations. <clears throat> They're asking for help and all these. And all these other things um, to protect the because uh, one of the one of the people they're protecting is the ambassador as well. Is that right? Um, yeah. And obviously, they um, the government or the, you know the United States government has has to do everything, but it just becomes this sort of political drama and like what's morally right and wrong. And I just think when you when mm-hmm. you watch that attack, even though it's, it is going to be um, what's the word? Hollywoodified. There we are. That's not a word it is now. Um, um, <laughs> trademark. Trademark. Yeah, you, you, you still get that. Um, you still get that sort of wow, shock, and awe moments. Plus, I think it's only one of the few good films for me that Michael Bay has actually done. Hmm. Because he just—I don't know why. Big. Um, movie studios want to give him money because I just think he's terrible. But that's just my opinion. He did Transformers, didn't he? Yeah, and I... No, it, yeah. Like, I'm not... I, I do like the Transformers, but mainly it's just for um, um, uh, Shia LaBeouf, because I think he's actually just really funny in him and goofy, but that's not even on my list, so we won't even bother about that. <laughs> but no, yeah, so that's, um, so yeah, so, so my number 10 would be 13 Hours or Secret Super Soldiers of Benghazi. Happy days. Happy days. All right, so number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Okay, right, this is a completely different type of film, but I love it. So, do you know what? I'm going to ask you a question, Okay. No, you can't. I can't. Oh, man. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, I thought that was the answer to the question. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. What's your favourite Disney movie? Because for me... No, sorry. What is the best Disney movie? Because for me, there's only one. Uh, Snap. Okay, go on then. Aladdin. Aladdin. See, that's a very good one. But for me... And Aladdin's a, a very good one for the same reason as this. And for me, it's the original... Beauty and the Beast. No. <laughs> I'll explain why. Please. Not only am I a sucker for like a nice little love story and things like that, I think it's funny. I think it tells a really good story, but it's the songs, and I really like the songs in it. Um, and... I don't know, there's just something about it. And to be honest, there's no point in me telling people, you know, my number nine, Beauty and the Beast, go and watch it. Because if you haven't watched it, then I don't know what you've been doing with all your life. I mean... In all honesty, 
genuinely, I only watched this about two years ago with my kids. Okay, and what did you think of it? I just thought it was like any other type of film like that. I mean... Your Cinderella's... It was nothing that stood out for me. I mean, are, are you talking about the animated one and not the live-action one? I've not even seen the live-action one, mate. It'd be the originals. Mm. Yes. Uh, colour, oh, colour, bloody cartoon one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just amazing. I mean, it, it, I mean, the... the, um, the uh, I mean, what's the song in it? Um... Like Taylor's oldest time, like it's such a good song, and and like I can just watch it, or like be our guest, and I just sit down and I watch it, and I'm like, do you know what? I love this. It makes me happy. It makes me a little bit giddy. It's like, mm. so it's a good, it's a good movie. Is Beauty and the Beast, and I know one person in particular will tell me that it's not the greatest Disney movie ever, and they are wrong. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, two people actually. Yeah. Um, but um, but no, for me it is, and it's the only Disney movie I've got on the list. Like I was thinking of things like Lion King, um, uh, Aladdin didn't really cross my mind. Um, I was thinking of um, uh, Frozen. I love Frozen. I'm not even ashamed to say it. And and um, Moana. Moana just missed out on the list. But I don't think that's Disney in fairness. But yeah, we're ready for number eight then. I really am. <laughs> so, the thing with it okay. <laughs> is I'm not into, you know, like the Wizards of Oz's, the Chitty Chitty Bang Bangs, Charlie and the Chocolate Factories, the, the musical type films. They just destroy my ears and soul. Oh. It's just like, wow. I'll recommend one thing to you then, right? Um, Listen to it with the sound off. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Should have said watch it with the sound off before <laughs> anyone gets that comment yeah. on there. Have you ever seen... I mean, have you seen Moulin Rouge? Because that's not the movie no. I'm going to recommend to you. Okay. There's a movie that came out not so long ago with um, Hugh Jackman. I can't remember the women who was in it. you got Hugh Jackman. Uh, oh, I've seen it. The Greatest, the greatest showman. showman. Now, that is a great movie. You, you agree? Or you, I mean, it didn't make my ten. But... Do you agree or disagree? The songs in it, come on. When you listen to them songs, you're like, mm, yeah, this is good. Uh, no. You're just so miserable. Right, let's move on then. I'm not, <laughs> not, the thing is, it could have been a great film, but why have you got to sing? Stop flipping X Factor. <laughs> is it? Oh, but it's, it's, it's a film, not a music, oh, not music, a view music video. It's, you know, act. Don't sing. Well, they do act. And they do sing. In between singing, it's, it's all part of the the beauty of the movie. Nah, I, you 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 need to find more happiness in your life. You spent too much time with Jamie. Not enough time with Jamie. I'm sure he won't agree with that. But... <laughs> hey ho. Okay then. How are them? Let's have number eight. Okay, number eight. I got another question for you. What is the best Christmas movie of all time? Uh, in my honest opinion, probably Home Alone 2. Even better than Die Hard? Yeah. Wow. Wow. See, Die Hard goes straight in at number eight. Absolutely. Mm. It, and it, what, What's your opinion? Is it or is it not a Christmas movie? It is a Christmas film. The thing with Die Hard is, on my list, it would be further up. Ah, okay. But, um, yeah, Die Hard... It is a Christmas film, but it's not better than Home Alone 2. When you hear them Christmas bells, <laughs> when he's in New York, mm -hmm. fantastic. Anyway, we're talking about Die Hard. Mm -hmm. Hell, of Hell of a film. Bruce Willis, yeah. looking fit. Alan, <laughs> okay, do you, do you want a moment? I've had a moment, had a moment several <laughs> of the years. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I think that movie, I think it's just the perfect action movie. So you've got Hans Gruber, and you're played by uh, the late Alan Rickman. Um, yep. and um, I just I don't know it's just and obviously you've got the whole thing at the Nakatomi Plaza but then you've got uh, he's not an overly funny man is Bruce Willis but I think he actually makes some super f humorous comments in it um, and then but one of the things I, I do remember a lot is 
the limo driver. I don't know what it is. You just have these random... T- <laughs> exactly, because you've got all this seriousness and stuff going around. And then... That's when he's sat in the back with that teddy bear <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah, because he's just like... He just, it just really, really just makes me laugh. But I like the dirtiness and I like, I like the, um, I like the grittiness of it. And, and I think it's one of them where I wouldn't, in my opinion, say it's very, you have, like, obviously you know he's going to save everyone and, well, not everyone, but, and he's going to kill, um, he's going to kill Hans, Hans Gruber. But I think it's just one of them where it does, keep you surprised and I struggle to watch movies um, if I've seen something once it's not very often I can see them again there's only a few of these movies on my list that I've seen more than once and then this is one of them if I, if, 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 if I see it's on the TV I'm just like I'm totally watching that or more than likely if it's on channel 4 for instance I'll be like I can't be asked with the advert so I'm just going to Record. I'm just going to um, download it from legitimate sources or press mm. record. Um, <coughs> Showbox. Yeah. But then you got the lines in there as well, aren't you? Um, you got things like Yippee motherfucker, and you know what I mean. It's just, in, in, and that's become um, like a, a, a catchphrase that loads of people use. But I also like the the general sort of eightiness and cheesiness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the henchmen who like they literally look like the straight out of the gladiators from the nineties, um, with the big mullet hairs, it just it just makes me laugh. I think it's such a good movie, and um, but the thing is, it is a Christmas movie. It's based at Christmas. They're having a Christmas party, therefore it is a Christmas movie. It doesn't need to be all shits and giggles to be a Christmas movie. It can be dark. It can be. It is a Christmas movie. It's just not the best Banksy. However, I've got a couple of presents for you. And this isn't something because I knew this top ten. This is because I geek out on Die Hard. Go for it. It's like I've got a couple of interesting... Yeah. couple of facts for Love you. Trivia. Did you know that they wanted Schwarzenegger or Stallone to play John Wayne? I uh, yeah. did know that. But did, John McLean. But did they come across Bruce Willis because he was on some... He, used, he was like a, on a romantic TV show or something like that. A sitcom. I don't know how they came about him, but these two basically turned it down, saying it's not a big enough film for them because Schwarzenegger had just come off like this uh, Commando, um, Predator, and all them type of things. So and obviously Stallone had Rockies. Schwarzenegger wasn't going to go to uh, an exotic location. <laughs> He's just going to here we are, hmm. spend all your time doing this. Um, so I just, but if you look back now, could you have seen? Schwarzenegger or Stallone carrying that role off as just a normal guy that I look at Bruce Willis as. No. He's just a normal... Well, I think that were kind he's of, not superhero. I think that was kind of the beauty of John McClane. He was just mm. a guy who's having marital problems. Um, um, Alcoholic, uh, yeah, etc. And because no one really knew him, um, unless if you watch this... It wasn't a sitcom because... I, I've never heard that before, mate. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I've just never heard no, that. Because what he did, he, he was he was in some sort of sitcom or something like that, and he'd worked during the day on that, and then they, um, and then they. That's why it was recorded at night because they wanted it to, to last a few more days. But they changed the the story ever so slightly, so it's, it's all based upon one night. And that building, the Nakatomi Plaza, was the 20th Century Fox building before it was finished being built. So. They saved right. a lot of money by um, using the, I don't know, 20th Century Fox R into it, would they be the production company or something, but the people who up front had the money to do the movie, and it's just like, all right, we could knock off a few million or whatever because we don't need to build a set or do whatever. You can just use mm. our building that's not being finished built yet. Um, um, but no, yeah, that's that's what he did, yeah. A load of th- but you're right. You couldn't, have, you couldn't have had a superstar go in and play a normal... Dude, because that's the beauty of John McClane. He is just a normal dude, and he's got problems. One of us. Yeah, he is. He's just, he's just a, he's just a normal man. That's all he is. Uh, and the other thing is, Sergeant Al Powell is a bigger hero than John McClane. Is he the fat copper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he gets proper pissy and arsy, doesn't he? Because they want to go. Yeah, with all the FBI and that. Yeah. 
because they don't know if he's working for them, John McLean, and he's like, you know, I trust this man or whatever. Um, and um, do you know what? You just made me think of something, and I'm actually going to change something in my top ten. I just forgot the movie. So, um, but no, it is. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Is it involving a black person by any chance? <laughs> there is a black person in it actually who plays a hmm. who plays a big role, but it's just some it's a, it's an important scene that's a little bit similar. Actually, it's an important scene that's in Die Hard, and for some reason it's got no relevance to this other movie, but it's made me think about it. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody knows how my mind works. My, my mind works. Is it Blues Brothers? No, that is not a bad movie. Oh. It's not a bad movie. Well. Coming in at seven, mm-hmm. what we got? Is the one that I just thought of. I'm going to give you the plot. There's a man walking down the street. A phone rings. 78 minutes later, he gets out of the phone booth. That's the movie. Is it called Telephone Box? <laughs> um, yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. No, no, obviously, I'm talking about Phone Booth. Um, and what a film that is. Like, genuinely, what a film. Obviously, it's Colin Farrell, I think. Kiefer Sutherland. Um, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland is the sniper. And then it's not Cooper Gooding Jr., it's the other guy. Um, what's he called? Uh, I can see his face. But no, that movie, because... Handy. Um, well, I just thought of it now. They need to add it to my list. Um, but that movie is just amazing. I think it's. I think it's got... A huge amount of suspense. Um, it is literally Colin Farrell, uh, Forrest Whitaker. That's what I'm thinking of. Colin Farrell at his finest, because I think he is a very good actor. Um, but it is just that—just a man in a phone booth, and he gets a phone call, and he's being blackmailed. Um, and I, I just think it—I think it's amazing. Um, it's just such a clever movie, but especially the way it ends. Because <coughs> um, if I remember correctly, Kiefer is Su- is in the ambulance, isn't he? And Kiefer Sutherland just sort of walks past, um, and then you realise the 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 got the wrong guy. Um, and I just I just think it's such a great movie, brilliant movie, one of my favourites. I can't remember how it ends because it was about fifteen years ago when I last saw it. Mm. Because it's awful. Yeah. Well, it's. Absolutely awful. Well, what it is is, um, uh, let's have a remember. Um, Stu, who is um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah, he gets shot by rubber bullets, um, and he's knocked out. Um, and then the police <coughs> bring down a body. Um, as it's something to do with the pizza delivery man. If you remember, there's a pizza delivery man who comes to the <coughs> comes to the phone booth. I think it is, um, and it's just right. like fat, it basically looks like Jamie, really. Um, wow! That yeah, <laughs> Stu gets medical treatment, um, and then what happens is, is as he's sort of coming round from being knocked out, Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, spoilers, but if you haven't watched this, what have you been doing with your life? Um, just living it. living it. Yeah, he basically just walks past the ambulance and he says something to him. I can't remember what he says, but <clears throat> obviously you know it's the killer because Kiefer Sutherland has just got that voice, hasn't he? You know, he's he's, he's got an, he's got a voice that can stand. Can down. Jack Bauer? Man. <clears throat> oh God, twenty four. Oh my God, can we do one of these about TV series? That's the idea. Well, there you are. That's twenty four is my number one. Um, but no. Um, no, just just because of that, I just like <coughs> the idea of it. It's just a man in a phone booth. I think it's great suspense. Really good story for what it is. I think Colin Farrell superb in it, and um, yeah, just just everything everything about it. I'm, I'm a big fan of that movie. Okay, well, if you haven't got there by now, and decided that this is one of the worst top tens in history. Oh come on, he's about it's to get more than likely only going to get worse. Yeah, it's about to so get number six. Okay, um, number six. I'm gonna go for Zookeeper's Wife. Have you heard? Oh it? my fucking god! You have heard Is it? this the Matt Damon one? No, um, no, he's not in it. You've got 
um, Jessica Chastain. Um, what's he called? Daniel Bruhl. He was, I think, he was in a Bond. Was he? Oh no, he played. Um, he played. Uh, did you ever see the film Rush? No. Oh, it was Nicky Lauder in Rush. He was in Inglorious Bastards. He was in. He was in loads of films. Really, really good actor. Um, but basically. Um, sorry, I can't remember. Did you say you watched this? Alright, say that again. Did you say that you'd watched this before? No, I've not, I've, I thought it was something else. Ah, so, Zookeeper's Wife, basically it tells a story um, of the people who run Warsaw Zoo. Um, and what they did is they helped save um, <coughs> hundreds or thousands of people and animals during the German invasion and it's just kind of like a real love story because Hitler um, wanted to um, use this zoo or, or you know it's, it's basically they took, they took everything out of the zoo they, they, they wanted to liquidate it um, for all its assets and then make it into um like a base or something like that. Um, but it's just the refusal of these two people to defy Hitler. They were Jewish, but to defy Hitler. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of them that <clears throat> is also uh, inspired by, which is a key word in this, upon a true story. Um, and it happened in, in Warsaw. I think it was Warsaw soon, but it's just... It's just a really nice film. I suppose it's a little... It's like... Um, like with Jamie's where he said like the boy with striped pyjamas thing. It's like that. It, mm. it kind of has a few moments like that where um, no matter what, like good will always triumph over evil sort of thing. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously it didn't happen in the boy with striped pyjamas because they ended up dying. But it was kind of like, you know, there's... It was just like a love story sort of thing, without being a love story. And it's just, no, it's just, it's just a really, really good movie, and, and I, I recommend that a lot. I do recommend that. It came, I watched it, and it came straight out of nowhere for me, and I was like, "Damn, that's good." I figured that one a go. I've generally not heard about that, so. No, it's really, really good. So yeah, I've heard that. It's probably on Sky or something. I don't know if we can. I'll give it a watch, mate. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, what's next? What number am I on? Number five, mate. Number five. <clears throat> I can't believe I'm going to put this one in at number five. <clears throat> because it's the ultimate movie. It has <clears throat> action. It's comedy. It has romance. This is going to irritate me, isn't it? Uh, it has... Half naked men playing volleyball. It has over flexing. Um, it has a man riding on a motorbike. Any ideas what it is yet? Top Gun. Yes, boy. It has a belting soundtrack. <clears throat> and it is such a good movie. I mean, it's as old as me. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's one of them films that has aged very well um, even though when you do watch it when you've got the the Tomcat and the MiG 27 I think we're talking about flying inverted you can definitely see it's just two shots that are cropped together because because <laughs> there's two different shades of blue um, but I just love it I just love it I think it's uh, I mean it's just it's just boys being boys and you know <clears throat> in the beginning and Obviously, they, they, they nearly get kicked out of the Air Force, but then um, they get put into top, uh, into the, you know, they get promoted to go to the top gun flying school, and um, obviously they save the day. And, uh, when you look at Val Kilmer then, and you look at Val Kilmer now, you just realise he probably should have not had that second dessert on every meal he's ever had. Because he's, he's, he's not any <laughs> It's when it, it, do you know what Val Kilmer reminds me of um, 
Sylvester Stallone's mum because it's like it's like the face is just going like jelly. But not just another <coughs> super good film, super brilliant, and it's got everything. And I, I agree. And that soundtrack um, is just immense. Well, I mean, obviously when, when they're in the bar and he gets the mic and he gets close your eyes and I'm just like it just gets me every time oh you got Danger Zone jumps in every time but then the theme tune love and feeling <laughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> but then what about the theme tune then do 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 it just it, it, if I have, it, it, I listen to that sometimes when I'm I'm in the office or whatever and it just it, it makes I get goose pimples because I'm just like what gets in there with him, doesn't it? Viper. He's got the... Oh, and then he finds out that's a bit of a conspiracy with how his dad died. It's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. What a movie. It is a good film. It's a great film. And the second one's out next year. Yes, it is. I'm excited for that because um, I know it's going to be shit. But <clears throat> what I like a lot about Tom Cruise's movies is is determined to do his own stunts and obviously there's no real stunts in Top Gun um, but I imagine um, Tom Cruise being the way he is now he's probably going to go a little bit more there he's not going to be so much in, in the planes obviously that's going to be a big well he's got all his licences yeah well he does yeah he's, a, he's got his commercial and his personal I believe um, but the man's and his fighters um, and, and, and in fairness let's just give like a some small round of applause to Tom Cruise for finally uh, leaving the Church of Scientology. I think that's a beautiful thing. Well, for me, uh, he's, he's gone against it a little bit, and he? he's, fin- he's finally seen sense. But hmm. it's, well, it's a weird one. But no, I just, I just do. I like everything about that movie. It's, it's a very, um, um, it's a movie you can watch with your mates it's a movie you can watch with your girlfriend it's or your wife you could watch it with your kids really you could you, you know it's it's it, it's a movie that doesn't stereotype type because I think it's a very metrosexual movie and, and, and not a lot of movies are back then it's, it's, especially back then everything was like you know big muscles and big guns and you know ah, just just a really really good movie well we're starting to agree. Maybe the top five is going to be better than the top sort of <laughs> ten to six. Yeah. Well, this is where I'm struggling now. So I'm looking at my list and I'm going to go for this one. Right, so this is number five, is it? Four. This is number four. Shit. Okay, I'm going to struggle here. Uh, everyone. Can you struggle eight, quicker? Eight, eight, eight. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for Durka Durka Durkistan. Team America. What a fucking movie. Jesus Christ, I love that movie. What do you think of it? Never seen it. No way. There's no way you haven't Never. seen... T- you have not seen Team America. So, I massively went off South Park and everything related to it. Okay. Years ago. And it's literally never a film I've ever caught up with, really. Wow. I've got back into South Park again sort of the last few years, but... Um, yeah, it's just it's not one I've got round to watching. Well, definitely put it on the list. It's funny. <clears throat> Obviously, the guys from South Park who also come into my list again, and I'll be interested in uh, it's going to come next if you can guess what that movie is. Um, but <clears throat> it actually tells quite a good story, um, even though it is just puppets and it's a comedy. Um, and they make no qualms, or they don't make any. You know, they do not try to hide the facts that it's puppets. You can see the strings; they even walk ridiculous. Um, um, you've got some great characters in there, like <coughs> Spotswood, who I think is just super funny. Um, um, it's got some of the greatest lines, like 
quotes in any movie in terms of comedy, right? You know, and but they, they do have a great one. Um, when you come to it, basically, it's, it's dicks, pussies, and assholes. And when you dissect what this is, um, what this um, statement is about, it tells a really poignant quote <clears throat> um, about people. And I, I think it's just brilliant. And um, I wouldn't say it's something that's highly underrated. I think it gets the credit it deserves. Um, but it's just brilliant. I mean, the guy, um, Gary Johnston is called, is a, is a Broadway actor and he's recruited into like this elite counter-terrorism, counter-terrorism thing. And he saves the day with his acting. And that's where the phrase Mad Demon comes from. Um, <laughs> and so just because of that, you need to watch it. It's odd. Just because of that, it's brilliant. Really, really good. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to get off my backside and watch it, to be fair. Um, like I said, I've just got back into South Park again after probably at least 10, 12 years out. Um, so... That one and Zookeeper's Wife so far are two I'm picking out to watch. Um, what's next? Number three, top three now. Jesus. So this was also made by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Isn't it? it is, yeah. Yeah, the two guys that wrote, uh, wrote South Park. So they did a live action movie. They might have done more. But it's them two starring in it, and uh, but this one I just watched, and I thought it was brilliant. I really did think it was brilliant, and it's called Basketball. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. Have you seen it? No. No. And I won't watch that one. Why not? Just I saw the trailers and something about that whole thing just put me off, and it's. Probably not going to go away. I'm probably I couldn't watch that film now with an open mind. So let me just help. I don't even know what it's about. So you've got Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and they are basically two losers, and um, they're at a party. You've got some blokes playing. Uh, basketball and they're trying to show off and shit like that and then what they do is they basically on the spot there and then make up a game called basketball and it doesn't take a genius to work out but it's a combination of baseball baseball and netball and ne- oh you were so close you were so close um, baseball and basketball and and then, but it kind of talks about like um, probably a much better person would be Scott to have in on this because he, he would better understand it. But it's the um, uh, the the sport seems to get big, it grows. You see it go from basically just at a pie trying to not look like basically the the, the, the making the jocks look like knobheads, and then it blows up into this huge thing. So like when you're playing the game, you can do psychs. Um, and what are psych-outs and, and what it is is when you're about to effectively take your shot um, a member of the opposing team can do something to put you off like they can't touch you but they can say something or they can create a scenario around you or dress up as a chicken or and it's just so fucking funny but then obviously it gets really big and then all this money starts getting involved and um, uh um, in true form in these sort of movies the, the two childhood friends end up falling out and then realise that they really need each other and they love one another and and it's it's just such a good movie and then there's just a scene and it's <clears throat> it sticks with me I'm not going to say what it is you'll know it when, when, you, when you see it I'm not one to be grossed out by a lot of stuff but there was just something about the way that this happened that I just like nah Nah, that's like people have been arrested for less. For less, it's just it's horrible. But basketball, definitely a great movie. It's just funny, and if you're if if you're a fan of South Park, you getting back into it, you've got to watch it because it's just it's just superb. 
it really is super. Mm. We will see. It's not something I'm uh, gunning for, shall we say? Okay. Okay. But uh, your loss. <laughs> in your opinion, uh, but uh, when you, whenever you hear my top ten, mate, uh, is, is yours gonna be you'll amazing. see why. Well, I pull it out of the bag every time, mate. Okay. Okay. You know I mean? Standard. Pull it out of the bag cooking. <laughs> so, okay. erasing that from my mind, oh, thank you. what's number two? Okay. I saw this when I was in South America. and Have you been travelling, uh, have you? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, just before I came to Bulgaria. Have I told you I moved to Bulgaria? I don't know if I told you. Not, not this <laughs> week. Um, but no, I, I, I saw it. I was volunteering at a place and um, this this guy was a really big movie buff. And Do you volunteer at a whorehouse? No, 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 no. Well, it, it, I'd have to pay people for that. Um, hmm. It wouldn't be very profitable. Um, but um, this movie is called A Quiet Place. And within... Basically, you've got this sort of... I won't really call it post-apocalyptic, but it's that sort of setting. And within a few minutes, you realise what's going on, but it's also a very uncomfortable few minutes because you quickly realise that no one can talk. They, they can't make a noise. Um, and then you <clears throat> you understand why they can't make a noise. And basically the film is about two parents do, doing whatever they can to protect the children from uh, <clears throat> from a situation where if they make noise that they, they are going to be killed um, and it's just it's brilliant it's just such a good movie it's, like there is don't get me wrong there is talking in it but it's there's very little talking um, and it's always whispering and it's one of those like it's, it's a really good thriller it's just such a good film. It's got Emily Blunt in. Um, and name me a man. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Name me a man that doesn't like Emily Blunt. Um, and no, I, generally I'd put that on the list, but it's not something you can watch with your kids. Um, it's to me, I would say it's like you remember when um, Blair Witch came out and everyone were talking about it because it was like, oh my god, look at this new way of doing a movie sort of thing um, uh, to me this is a little bit similar but I, I don't think it ever blew up I don't think it ever became a big thing a big movie and it's a shame because I, I genuinely think it's brilliant I really really do um, <clears throat> but yeah I would I would put that on your list if you want to before the other two straight up without a doubt because you would, like I said within 5-10 minutes you're like shit Okay, right. This makes perfect sense. Now. Um, and when I watched it, I got the same sort of uh, brief about it, and it still surprised me. But a quiet place, brilliant, fucking amazing. So that before Team America and shit can't ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Zookeeper's wife. Right. Oh yeah. I am, fortunately. I'm sat in the black, though. <laughs> so, number one, mate. This is number one. The one and only. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, okay, right, I've got... My number one, um, great theme tune, possibly one of the greatest theme tunes to a movie, in my opinion. So it's the Great Escape. No, it's not the Great Escape. And it's, no, it's not the Great Escape. Uh, <laughs> and it's not Bridge Over River quite either. Um, um, espionage movie. Love the man. Love what he does. Already spoken about him. Um, so it's Mission Impossible. But which one? Because I know this is going to be a controversial one. Cause so the second one's my favourite. Boom! There we are. Don't even have to worry about it. That's my number one. Is it really? Yeah, my number one. My number one. I, I, just think, 
Scott Dugarry, who plays the the enemy yeah, in that one, actually fucking... justifies it with a stupid Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Even though he's Scottish, he still puts on a Scottish accent. Yeah, That's on me. Um, but, no, I just think it's such a good movie. And, and, and like, after the first one, um, um, I was really excited for the second one. And I liked how it changed. Really liked how it changed. Um, it sort of it was a big development but it still had that sort of moment that I liked in the first one where <clears throat> if you remember in the first one um, when he's breaking in and you've got that famous drop and he's like <gasps> um, you've still got that moment um, and it's you got Tandon Newton in it who's, who's a thief and she's just gorgeous um, the chase scenes, the helic, the whole Chimera, Bellerathon thing, um, it was just brilliant. But it's like it's, it's it's when it starts, and that's what I like. There's like there's like a, a Bond thing, um, which I suppose effectively Mission Impossible is just James Bond American fired. Um, but the when he's climbing that. Um, called now but the big rock thing it's a proper devil or something <clears throat> he's climbing that and obviously he's doing it with oh in Nevada or something yeah, yeah. Um, and um, but he's he's climbing that and then he gets to the top and then that little cartridge dumps into ground and it puts on them glasses doesn't it and it just throws the glasses oh, and then it just kicks <laughs> off yeah. and it's just it's just the way it works and the the car scene uh, when they're on the cliffs and oh, yeah, I just think it's such a good movie but um, yeah and G- there's one of the intention as well I think the foreign action I think it does it well one of the moments that always sticks with me and I can never look at the item the same again ever is the uh, I know there's an actual term for it but you know the cigar cutters oh yeah with, with the, with the f- when he takes the pinky <laughs> yeah. off and that's how that's how he gets caught in it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's just awful. Mm. Even now, it goes through me. It was just that whole scene though, when, he, when he's when he's breaking into there. But you got the you know John. A lot of directors have a signature thing that they do. <clears throat> you know, Scorsese he can't do a movie in under seventeen hours. <laughs> um, but like with that it's, it's when they've realised um, that he's in there and, and obviously he's, he's, um, he's killed who is it you got uh, uh, who is it who killed him because it's Brendan Gleeson's the bad guy in it and he he kills is it Stamp yeah, it kills Stamp, doesn't okay. it? Yeah, it kills Hugh Stamp. Yeah, Brendan, because he, he puts on the mask, doesn't he? Because that's when you first see the mask where you can change your face. Shoot, and he, he, he obviously realises he's missing a finger, and he's like, oh shit, so he takes the he takes the um, the mask off, and you re- and it, it's it's Hugh Stamp. And then you just see that um, slow motion, Ethan Hunt walking past the door, and it's all on fire. But then the, the signature thing is the dove flying in. Yeah, and just like shit's about to go down now, and you know it's gonna go down in style. Um, <laughs> and it's just that, but I just think the cast is great. Obviously, you got Ving Ving Rains is amazing. Like, I think it's much better now. I think the Top Gun, Top Gun, the Mission Impossible movies are better now, but that was just for me a great movie, and it is one of those I can watch again and again and again. God knows how many times I've watched it. God knows. It's one of the few ones that I can do. Um, I just think it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And if you haven't watched it, our Legion of Fan, you should watch it. Um, because it's just and to be honest, that goes with all these podcasts, really, because um, we're trying to get sort of your feedback on it. Because just because between the four of us, there's 40 hopefully different films, but you know, the top 10, like Top Gun and Die Hard, are both of my top 10, <laughs> I may aim to sort of change it. Just to try and sort of keep it different, but uh, 
yeah we we want your opinions that's how this is hopefully going to work in the future but that completes your top 10 um thank you very much i will definitely watch a quiet place and zookeeper's wife i will have to go and burn some kids before i watch team america or basketball or basketball whatever it's bloody called Mm. Come on, trust me, trust me. Well, if I'm asking viewers to, or listeners, sorry, to do it, then I'm going to have to get off my skinny rotunda bottom to uh, to get amongst it, Definitely. aren't I? Definitely. In fairness, what I'll do, when this goes up, I'll put a post, a poll on the page, and I'll say... Of how many people disagree with you? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'll put the two movies on there, Basketball and Team America. And I'll be like, which one should you watch? And we'll let we'll let the Legion of Fan decide. And then they can tell you that it's nowhere near top ten material. I won't say that it's top ten because then people are just going to laugh at me. You know, do you know what annoys me between you and Jamie? Actually, I'm just looking at previous results. Is he's put Starship Troopers in there, and I think I'm absolutely adamant that's to spite me. And I'm sure you've done Team America and Basketball. And it's absolutely to spite me. Just so I have to sit here and listen to his talking about it. <laughs> I mean, in fact, do you know what? There, there is an omission. Uh, and that omission is... What's your favourite Bond movie? I haven't got one, really. I'm not really massively into it. Okay, my favourite Bond movie. Right, you're not talking about no, it. No, no, I'll be really quick. You won't. I will. My favourite Bond you, movie... You've got one minute and I'm just pressing stop. <laughs> okay, right, that's cool. Well, obviously you need to say end. Yeah, You need to finish it properly. 50 seconds. Oh, fuck off, right. My favourite Bond movie is Skyfall. The reason why it's my favourite movie is because I think M is the ultimate, ultimate Bond woman, the Bond girl, and what he does and how far he goes and the love that Bond has for her is amazing. And for me, that is the best ever Bond film. Even beach, you only live twice with a volcano that exploded. Right, go on, you can end it now. Done. Right. Well, again, thanks for that. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Was it your 11th place finish or was it just a random fucking film review? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'll let you decide because I'm not giving him a chance to answer. Michael, thank you for your time. No problem, mate. Not a problem. And I will speak to you soon. Perfect. Guys, thanks for listening. And again, look forward to hearing your comments. And end.